Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, Cretans. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's the Cretan himself. Yep, I'm back and ready for more. <laughs> yes, yes. You know who's back and ready for more? Our good friend John Blickman. He's uh, been backing us, and he's always back for more. Yep. Each and every year, when it comes time to re-up his uh, support of the show, he does. Pays mm-hmm. for the show, so uh, you guys don't have to. So He always uh, looks forward to the AJ conference, too. He does. I I enjoy immensely spending time with John Blickman. He is a funny and interesting guy. You know, he's got, uh, he's got quite the brain on him. Oh, yeah? And, uh, and, it, and it's tied together in very interesting ways. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean yeah, I'm not it's, saying it's labeled Abby something. Abby normal, yes. Yeah. Uh no, he's uh he's he's quite the character and a good guy and uh he uses that uh incredible intellect to uh produce uh some great equipment. So he's innovating your brew day. Um always thinking up something new, inventing new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking of things. I mean, um you know, you look at like the beer gun. I mean, that's been around for a long time now, and, and people have started copying it and doing it different ways. Uh, but, you know, when he did that, everyone was just, like, blown away because nobody even thought you could do that. You know, mm-hmm. they never conceived of anything like that. Yet he, you know, thought outside the box and came up with a new way of doing it. And he's doing that constantly. And, um, you know, in, in making making great products. Um and yeah, uh, you've been working with them on the uh, the anvil, the anvil brewing, one, right. right? Which is sometimes you know people can't afford the uh, all the bells and whistles, all the high end you know uh, stuff, but they can get uh, something that uh, is every bit as as sturdy and well built, um, just a little more uh, you know frugally uh, priced, and. Yep. Um, you can get that through anvilbrewing.com. You can get the Blickman stuff through blickmanengineering.com. Well, you can get that through uh, any of your, your regular stores, but you can check it all out there. And, uh, you know, send uh, an email to feedback at blickmanengineering.com. Tell, tell John uh, how much you appreciate that he sponsors the show. He's a good guy. He'll he'll appreciate that, too. He loves loves that, loves uh, uh, meeting up with people. I You know, somebody... Uh, <laughs> kind of accosted him somewhere and they hung out and had beers and stuff and he was like yeah the guy you know he's just a a wonderful guy exactly that's what we're telling you yeah can't wait to get mine my my stuff you know (laughs) 
I think he. It's John, something. It's something to do with the shipping. I think he's. As a matter of fact, I think he cares about it so much that it's John, traveling in you, covered wagons. You, you can ask him yourself. John Blickman will be here. I believe oh. it's February twentieth. Twentieth. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing oh, some shows, and John will be in studio here. Can't wait to see that guy again. I got to bring my sippy cup. <laughs> you got to bring your sippy cup. <laughs> got to bring it. That's right. It's a great present. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to that. John is quite the. Uh, Quite the entertaining guest, and uh, always thinking outside the box. Oh, yes. Speaking of thinking outside the box. Um, Whose box are you in? <laughs> nobody's at this time. <laughs> I do plan on, uh, I'm doing a lot of traveling coming up. Oh, whereabouts? I'm going to be gone the entire month of March. Literally. The entire month's March. 34 days on the road. Wow. Going to Boston. Then I'm going to Sweden. Then I'm going to the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to the UK. Uh-huh. Then I'm okay. going to Denmark. Then I'm going to Norway. All in the same month? No, it actually spans three months. Oh, okay. I am leaving the end of I thought, February. I thought it was getting, all of March. You're doing all of that. Yes. I was like, no. Yes. Right. Oh no. It, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm leaving the end of February. I'm coming back beginning of April. I am literally gone the entire month of March. It's pretty grueling. Yes, I'm but it's word. fun. Oh yeah. You know, because you meet a lot of great people, a lot of great great times. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the. Uh, Fuller's uh, collab, and uh, you know another collab with my friends at uh, Mondo. I did one with them before. Yeah. Not that I'm not looking forward to that one, but you know I'm kind of excited about the uh, Fuller's one, and then one with uh, Left Handed Giant and uh, a couple others. Again in uh, Sw- Sweden, I'm going to do one with the good people there, and then uh, one in uh, the Netherlands as well. Ooh, it's going to be a long trip. But it'll be fun. I'm going to have to take, like, two pairs of underwear for a trip this long. <laughs> two. Three T-shirts, yeah. Three T-shirts. Well, yeah, let's not go crazy. But, <laughs> you uh, are a very frugal traveler, very thrifty traveler. Right, right. Well, and uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I I travel very compact. I'm able to uh, cram it all down in, a, like, one little wheelie. Mm-hmm. And there you go. One little wheelie, all I need for 34 days on the road. <coughs> I figure I'll have to do laundry at least three times. Yeah, I expect you will. <laughs> if you're taking, just taking three pair. Well, yeah. If I took four pair of underwear, I really went nuts. I could probably, you know, whittle that down to, you know, no laundry. Right. Yeah. You know, because you've got the, when you wear them right side out, and then you flip them around and wear them inside out, and then, you know, you let them dry on the on the door handle and beat the crusties off of them, and then you get, like, a couple more wears out of them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? No? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds. <laughs> All right. Why don't we uh, get on to our topic for today? Ah, what's that? That is uh, cans, canning. Oh, very good. 
uh, a topic we really haven't covered. We haven't talked about That's cans. That's true. We've talked some about bottles and growlers and mm-hmm. kegging. Right. Cans are a bit new. They're kind of new for a lot of uh, craft brewers out there. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of breweries are looking into those as uh, you know new new option, or maybe uh, right. I suppose some are looking at them as the only option. Yeah, there are there are breweries that just can and don't do any bottles. Um, which you know the cans are becoming uh, much more popular. It wasn't very long ago when I was like, "Well, I'm going to put beer in cans," and people are like, oh, "I don't know about that." You know, uh, cans are a hard sell. Nobody really wants beer in cans. Everyone <laughs> prefers bottles. I kept hearing that, and I'm just like, "Well, you know, it really seems to be trending to me, and uh, seems like a good package." And now they're just like, "Oh yeah, cans. Why does anybody put anything in bottles?" It's like, you know, always, you know, you can't, you can't uh, trust the uh, the people, you know, in the environment around you. You have to just, you know, understand what's going on and make your moves. Right. Um, otherwise, I would have been in cans much longer, much earlier, I think. It's just, uh, you know, just one of those things. Everyone's telling me, oh, no, 12-ounce glass six-packs. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So when did you first have it in the can? When did I first have it in the can? Um, when did I first enjoy it in the can? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been uh, maybe a year and a half or something like that. Okay. Uh, for our products. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're using a, uh, a cask uh, 35 can a minute uh, canning line. It's a little slow for us, but um, you know we're able to run it quite well and get low low oxygen levels. So That's really pleased. important. Yep. Yeah, one of the things about cans and canning is that there's no small run can line can producers anymore. There was a time when um, I believe it was Crown would do. Um, as you know, as small runs of cans for you, if you especially if you added it up to make a full like truckload. Okay. So a full run of cans, the smallest that like Ball will do is uh, about two hundred and eight thousand cans. It's about okay. seventy five hundred cases, something like that. And is that because of the artwork involved, or it's just because of the types of machinery changing out the um the the stamper it's it's these rubber pads that transfer the ink onto the cans there's one for each color and they have to stop this high speed manufacturing line in order to change that out scrape all the inks out out of there get all the color gone load up the new ink load up the pads they have to start it up again make sure everything registers properly that the way they do the colors is, you know, they're they're not touching, they're right. you know they're separate. It's all wet ink, and um, so they need to get them all perfectly registered, and then once that's done, then they're they're set to go. So it takes time for them to change over, and because of that, if they were changing over, you know, frequently, it just it's, it's cost prohibitive. But uh, Crown used to do it, and then they they just told all their customers, "Sorry, we're not doing that for you anymore." You know, we're not we're not working with any small uh, craft brew 
people anymore. Just cut them off. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people end up uh, out of cans. Getting can production time is, is getting tricky, too, because everybody's doing cans. Um, uh-huh. But... Yeah, people go, oh, well, I'll just uh, get blank cans and put labels on them. It's like, well, you can. They think they're going to save a ton of money. The cost of a printed can versus the cost of a blank can, they're about the same. There's almost no difference. The The majority of the cost is the, the can itself, not the okay. printing on it. And so... Um, and then if you want to put a label on it, one, it's it's hard getting the labels to look good, you know, get them all on perfectly. Uh, the other is that uh, the labels will cost you, you know, more than the can did. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, your, your can is going to cost you something like, you know, 10 or 11 cents. Um, the lid costs you about that amount, too. And then that's it. Yeah. Um, a label of that size in order to cover a full can and wrap it is going to be probably that much, you know, especially in mm. smaller runs. So how does that compare to the cost of a raw bottle? Um, much cheaper than a bottle. Oh. Yeah. Cans are, are far cheaper than bottles. Um, you know, bottles, you still have your label, you still have your crown cap, all that. A printed can, um, you know, you pretty much have that in the lid and you're done. Hmm. So, and then for carriers, uh, for a six-pack glass carrier, um, that's fairly pricey, especially with oh, the printing okay. on it. Versus um, with cans, you can use the Pactech, the snap-on Pactech, the little plastic rings that snap over the tops and cover the cans. Yep. Those will run you about $0.25 cents a piece when you buy them by the pallet. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's, um, you know, considerable savings in going to the cans. Plus, the, the great advantage of cans is that they um, ship uh, fairly dense. There isn't a lot of wasted space with cans. So you can get more onto a pallet and... Uh, you know, save on shipping costs when you're shipping your beer around. So it does make it pretty enticing for the new brewer. Yeah, except for the two hundred ten thousand dollar or two hundred ten or two hundred eight thousand can minimum. order minimum. Yeah. yeah, you know, just the so they ship on special plastic pallets and then slip sheets between the layers of cans so that the depalletizer can get the cans off. Right. Okay. In a truckload of cans, you have about $3,000 in pallet and slip sheet deposits. So, just for the, the deposits on that stuff. You're Is that not a cost then for bottles? Or? Huh? Is that not a co- similar cost for bottles? Then? No, no. Uh, bottles, they'll charge you for pallets, they'll charge you for... You know, a little bit more for putting them in boxes and things like that. But, um, you know, you don't have that quite that deposit. Now, you can get this money back by returning the materials to the uh, canning plant. But uh, it is something you need to worry about. But even then, you know, you're a few thousand dollars into your artwork production. And then you're, you know, 20 grand into an order of cans. 
really adds up. Then you need to buy your lids. So just to get started on your initial first order of cans, you're probably you're over thirty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So now that'll do seventy five hundred cases. So that's not the end of the world. But if you don't have that kind of money, that's why people start up doing these, you know, wrapping labels on cans and stuff like that, because the initial outlay is just so huge. But they're throwing away a lot of, you know, uh, margin when they do that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Just one of those things. Uh, Tell you what, should we take a a short break? And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, cans and canning and having it in the can, enjoying it in the can, all that stuff. Sounds good. You know, I've seen Chris White enjoy it in the can. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, every once in a while, they'll crack open a cold frosty one in a can, enjoy it. Mm, mm-hmm. he, likes, he likes it in the can. Uh, and, uh, you know, what makes all that tasty beer is yeast. And, you know, the White Labs Vault, they have yeasts that you normally don't have access to. They have so many different yeasts that you've never seen. They'll do their their tests there in their lab and do some little trial brewery runs and then they'll pick out, you know, like a, a dozen or more yeasts that you've never seen before. They'll put that in the vault and then you can go there and kind of vote with your, you know, and say you'll you'll buy this yeast if they produce it and then when they get enough uh, people I think it's 250 uh, pre-orders for the yeast. They'll go ahead and do a run of it, and then you get that that yeast. And uh, you can see the yeasts that are being offered with uh, by going to whitelabs.com slash the vault and check out the current list and uh, pre-order the yeast you want. You know, if you see something great on there, get on social media, tell everybody, hey, you know, this is the yeast you should be using. Um, you know, here's the, the history behind it. Here's the story. Or, uh, you know, this is a you know great yeast to make this or that. Get your homebrew club, you know, whatever, and uh, check it out. It's lots of fun. I mean, it's 20 years, over 20 years of work in, in collecting all these yeasts, and they've got some doozies in there. And, again, yeah, this is your chance to access things that uh, – uh, nobody else gets to access, so it's kind of fun. All right, short break, and when we come back, more about uh, cans and canning after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. 
More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, cans and canning and all the canning things you can care about. <laughs> so has uh, canning technology improved markedly in the last 20 years? You know, is that part of the reason for the resurgence or? Mm. What do you I think, think um, it's you know, a, a big part of it is the small canning line, the availability of small canning lines. Because previously, you know, the only and, and small bottling lines, um, small canning lines or canning lines, you know, are million dollars. You know, and they've made them smaller and and more you know craft friendly since then. And now you can get a you know canning line for um, you know 150 instead. So oh, okay, you can get uh, you know more manual and and basic canning lines for cheaper and cheaper. And so that that has kind of opened it up to smaller breweries. I think one of the things about cans is that. Um, you know, it opens you up also to uh, areas where uh, bottles are not welcome. You know, you can go to beaches right. and things like that. Ballparks. Um, yeah, ballparks or pools. Pools. Um, you know, uh, so I, I think that that's, uh, you know, given the, the kind of the focus of uh, society today with you know some outdoor activities and things like that you know people and they want to bring their craft beer with them i think that's helped a lot as well mm-hmm. and the it's, and can technology itself has improved back 
back in the day there were you know these rusty metal cans that tasted like metal well not today they have a high-tech epoxy coating on the inside that uh, okay. protects the the beer from contact with the metal and so you don't taste metal with uh, cans these days i remember we were on brewing network and talking about it and and I don't know if Justin's like, oh no, you know, cans taste metallic, and it's like, no, don't think so, <laughs> not not today. And they're all BPA free too, right? Mm. No. Ah. So, um, while they don't purposely add BPA, right, right, that it becomes BPA incidental. It's like uh, or non-intentional. They have a different kind of so BPA exists in so many things. It's it's out there. It's in you know you'll find it everywhere. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. And so they while they don't purposefully add it, it could be in it could be in what you something else that you're using to make your beer, and it could end up you know in there. Um, so you're right. So these these minor amounts um, could be in there. If you're if what you're looking for is absolutely zero, then it's hard for that to be the case. So what they're doing now is they they have a registry where anything that could have possibly have BPA in it is being registered, and there's signs up everywhere. So it's it's going to be like the whole Prop 65 thing in California, where the signs have become meaningless because you see them absolutely everywhere. Yeah, on everything. Yeah, it tells you everything is going to kill you or, you know, give you cancer. Mm-hmm. And so you stop paying attention to them. So, you know, the same sign that uh, you put up because, um, you know, somebody farted in the room um, is the same sign that you'd use when there's like a pile of nuclear waste uh, laying at your feet. Pick right. your poison. Right. So that's the problem is, you know, uh, it's become like that. But they are working on um, uh, reducing the BPA from all packaging, I think, for, you know, water bottles and, um, you know, bottle caps and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's really a pretty benign substance. It's just, you know, uh, like so many things, they, they test it until they find out it, you know. Mm-hmm. A very minute or a, a, ma- a huge maximum level in the lab animal that does right. cause cancer, and then now oh, it's, I, I gotta imagine you could run ice cream through enough ice cream through a lab rat, and it would show you that it oh, causes yeah. cancer. So, yep. or some sort of uh, some sort or of die of a brain freeze, one or the other. Right. Everything does to some extent. It's just how how much it takes and the water will kill you dead teaspoon of water will kill you yeah have you guys heard of dihydrogen monoxide i hear <laughs> yep. if you yeah if you submerge in too much of it you can yes. drown yes that's pretty gnarly man it, we're it serving can, this it to can, our children in schools it can be toxic God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right so yeah we're talking about cans 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 all right bpa what else what else do you want to know about cans john well, um, it was my understanding that um, that the oxygen levels the the in cans um, was harder to control than in bottles, mm. and so that was another reason that bottles were supposed to be superior right, for right. packaging beer. Well, that's interesting. It is um, easier. Well, 
depends on the machine you're using. If you're using okay. like a like a machine, your bottle oxygen levels, the lowest you ever can get is like a hundred uh, parts per billion, um, but they can be like three thousand. They can be off the charts. Ah, really high. Um, but if you use something that's um, a little more modern filler, you can get them the bottle the oxygen levels down to you know fifteen parts per billion. So it's just a much more ex- expensive machine. Nothing necessarily wrong with the machine. It's just, you know, there's a machine for under 100 grand. Uh, right. If you want to get your oxygen levels lower and your fill levels more accurate, well, then there's the machine for, you know, half a million dollars or, right. you know, millions of dollars. Um, one of the advantages to a bottle is that the opening at the top is very narrow. So as you purge out the, the, uh, the air with co2 and fill the bottle you're getting uh less oxygen that's hitting the surface of the of the beer and less chance of more oxygen getting in there right on right. a can it's it's a wide open top i mean that whole lid is off and the, the can top is straight up uh along the sides and even though you want to flush it with oxygen you're gonna you're gonna pick up more oxygen in there um, no matter what you do, it's going to be more oxygen than uh, a bottle unless you there are some that will kind of seal it, pressurize it with gas and purge it and then fill, fill it kind of counter pressure. I've seen some of those. I don't know how well those work. Um, but just on our cascading line, we're able to get air down to about you know 35 parts per billion. 15 on the bottling line, 35 uh, to 50 on the on the canning line, which okay. is still good. Um, yep. You know, but yes, the bottle will be lower. The advantage that cans have is once that can is sealed, hermetically sealed, it's got, uh, you know, kind of a gasket material inside the lid, and then it gets folded over to a point where once it's sealed, it's sealed. And also the can being kind of flexible um as temperatures go up and down you're not getting a pull of oxygen or air into that into that uh can whereas crown caps uh the seal on a crown cap can potentially uh you know as the as the bottle chills down it could pull in uh air past that crown cap you you know there is more potential for further oxidation in the bottle after now, the fact. when you say pull in, do you mean diffusing in or actual leaking in? Well, leaking is possible. Okay. Um, the diffusion through that material, it depends on the material that's used, I'm sure. Okay. But as far as, uh, you know, cans better sealed once it's, it's is get more oxygen in cans before they're sealed. Once they're sealed, you get better uh, uh, stability than you do in bottles. Okay. Plus, no, no light is is hitting your beer. Uh, you know, brown bottles. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, brown bottles, brown bottles." But um, even then, um, beer can become skunked with enough light in uh, brown bottles. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about? Um, did you go over heat and how that affects? Beer between glass and cans? Um, 
Bunch you never oxidation potential. I mean, you never want that to happen, obviously. Right. But well, you can have heat staling. The yeah, cans are are not a good insulator. Uh, but the advantage there is, you know, glass isn't that great an insulator. It's, it's a better insulator than the thin metal can, but. Um, I'd say keep your beer cold at all times anyways. Right. But yeah, the nice thing about cans is, you know, they'll chill down quicker than bottles. You know, uh, you're so that's another advantage there. Of course, I guess they'll warm up quicker than bottles yeah. too. They stay colder longer, but they right. still once they're heated, they're sure, sure. Um, what else about cans? Um, is there any weight savings in um, trans is in selling the beer? Oh yeah, tremendous. Uh, you know, uh, a case of cans versus a case of glass bottles, it's a huge uh, weight difference. I mean, with cans, you're shipping essentially just beer, I mean, very little material. Right. Okay. Whereas uh, with bottles, you're shipping a lot of uh, glass weight. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that in terms of um, now, do you sell cans uh, overseas? Uh, we do. Uh, initially, there was some, uh, you know, uh, hesitation from some of them saying, "Oh, no, 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 people don't drink beer in cans in this country." It's like, well, right now they do. <laughs> you know, just just took a little bit of time. Um, yeah, everyone's going to go there. Everyone's, you know, every country's going to start, you know, using cans. Because they're familiar with them, they're just they're not aware of you know the you know there's the stigma about cans sure. in the past about being you know mass market you know cheap uh, beer. you know cheap yeah. beer and um, that gave the package a, a bad name but uh, you know not so much anymore. What about bottle conditioning? And if there's been mm. any experiments with using cans instead, somebody is can conditioning. Um, I don't know what brewer it was. I think it's it's one um, in England, maybe, and they got like you know camera approved or something as to like real cask in a can. Oh, okay. I can see why they'd want to. Right. I think that. Uh, that has uh cast condition cans right so I, I i recall reading something like that i'm not sure who it is but uh yeah i mean any any vessel that'll withstand the pressure you can uh uh condition in the package or you know carbonate in the package um so that's something that's that's happening as well another popular thing is uh the crowler you know the the large uh, yes. quart size cans yeah, I've had some of those. Yeah. Isn't that less, like, parts per million in oxygen than, like, traditional growlers, obviously? Oh, I guarantee you it's way more. It's way more? Yes. More. I guarantee you it is off the charts more oxygen in a growler than in a regular growler. Really? Yes. Why is that? Well, if it's hermetically sealed. It's getting in there before you seal it. That's the problem. They don't purge it somehow before... It, it's like the difference between filling a bottle and filling a, a can. That's the reason the bottles have less oxygen in them is because the opening's narrow. 
So if you if if you treat both the same, if you have a, a, a narrow opening growler and a wide open can a crowler, and you purge both and then fill both, I guarantee you the growler has far less oxygen than the crowler. The crowler could be it could be like three hundred parts per million, you know. It you know, and what you want is in the billions. You know, you want tiny amounts um and uh the problem is you you fill this thing up it's got a large surface area and it's picking up oxygen that whole time and then when you put the lid on it you're just packing in a a ton of air yeah crawlers are not a good package (laughs) i I know everyone loves them yeah they're trying to they're so excited about (laughs) them um i would say the advantages are it's cheaper than a growler but it still costs over a dollar for a crowler and the label and all that. And well, the then technically you can only use it once. Right. You can only use it once and it, it gets So is it really know, that? I guess if you're in a faraway a glass, place where you're staying in right. somewhere where you're never going to go back. Right. A glass again. growler. Sure. Um, yeah, you use it many times. People talk about the recycling of the, the crowler, but the ultimate recycling is reuse. Yeah. So the so glass growler are reused many times and actually are more environmentally friendly from that aspect. Um, if you're going to a park or something like that, you know, a, a crowler is probably a much better, or a beach or something like that where they don't allow glass vessels. Yeah, a crowler would, would be a better a better choice there. Yeah. But In short know, term, that oxygen situation make a whole lot of difference. Um. It'll happen pretty quick, but, you know, keep it cold, drink it within a week. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's the rule on growlers and should be on growlers as well. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited more like in a day or three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Try and drink it right away. It's just fresh beer. Um, you know, and, and think about a crowler. It's like pouring a pint, putting a lid on it, and then, you know... Um, the other thing about it is, uh, you know, if you're looking at, at growlers, I mean, we've looked at it, and we might start doing it just to make people happy. As long as they understand that, you know, they're not getting – people are imagining it's 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 filled and sealed like a Better can, but it's not. Better and fresher. It's not. It's not. Um, and why is that? What's the difference between that? Why is that? The way of filling it and yeah. the the the, the – machine that we use to fill cans and how they're purged and how they very quickly with gas under the lid and get get sealed up right away within moments versus filling something that takes a long time off of a faucet and then you know putting the lid on you know and putting it under the machine and getting it sealed the other thing about these sorts of things is we fill so many growlers and so fast we have you know three four five people filling growlers at the same time if there's one of these machines which costs you four grand for these machine the the seeming machine um it ends up um you know being a backlog unless you get multiple machines you know with growlers you just anybody can spin a cap on with their fingers so that's kind of the you know but you know if they're popular and people want them that's fine i just don't think it's it's not as good a quality uh product as as the glass growlers i think it's be. definitely a very situational thing 
let's say you're going hiking and you want to bring some beer. Yeah, absolutely. And all of one kind of beer, and they don't sell it in six packs. Right. But they do crawlers. Yeah. Sure. Throw that in your backpack. I, you know, for me, again, I like the reusable um, thing, so I'd say maybe a double wall stainless, especially if you're backpacking, help oh. keep, it, keep it cool. Yeah. Yeah, because especially backpacking, unless you find a nice cool stream somewhere, some snow, you can stick I it in. I love that. You know? That's great. Yeah. You can stick it in the snow. You love that? I love sticking it in the snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamil, do you know of anywhere in the country that um, allows uh, the filling of, um, you know, uh, non-company containers? Oh, sure. Uh, you mean, you know, like so, other, like you take your double-walled flask into uh-huh. a brewery. I mean, I I think here in California we can't do that. Is that correct? No, you can do it. Um, oh, okay. It depends on the brewery. Some people don't like it because they don't want someone else's label on their beer. And well, you can't allow someone else's label on on a beer that you're packaging. That's that's what the law is. So the law in California is, you fill any container you want. You can fill a garbage pail if you want, as long as you know the the volume and it's marked properly with the volume and the government warnings. You put whatever you want in it. You need to make sure that you you block out anyone else's labeling. We were hesitant to do that at first because I didn't want to cover over somebody else's label. However, some painter's tape, um, that's what we cover over crawlers with other markings on it. And then you put your own marking on it. You put your own label or your own hang tag or whatever so that it's properly labeled with the brewery, uh, you know, what the brand is, um, what the alcohol content is, and the, the volume of the container as long as you do that california is fine with it so there's no reason that a brewery cannot fill another container the only reason you may not be able to is for example i filed to fill um you know 32 ounce 64 ounce and 128 ounce uh containers so quart uh half gallon and gallon and i also did liter two liter four liter somebody came in with a three liter one day (laughs) I'm like, I can't fill it. And they're like, well, why not? I'm like, because I didn't file for three liter. I didn't think that such a thing even existed. It's you an know? odd Right, an odd, odd size. I'm sorry, I can't do it for you. Yeah. You know, I ended up giving the guy one of our growlers. I'm like, sorry, here, you know, here's a two two liter one. We'll, you know, I'll give it to you I'll for see, free. There you go. Yeah. Because um, I'm not in the business of, you know, I'm not trying to stop anybody from using whatever container they want. It's just there are certain legal things you do have to do. But, other, you know, as long as you cover over, you can't. I've seen some places where they'll just slip the the uh, other brewery branded growler in a in a paper bag or something like that. That's not allowed. That That's not allowed. It has uh. to be something that's not, that doesn't just slip off or fall off. It has to be something that, you know, you'd have to work at taking off. So that accidentally somebody doesn't come along and you know drink from something you know that's completely different you know that isn't the right uh, you know it's, i don't know how they're getting damaged but california is worried about that so um but yeah it's it's fine to fill other other containers all right uh speaking of containers have you seen the craft brew I have, have not, I have not seen it with my own eyes. I have you nothing. touched it? I haven't touched it. Have you felt it? it? Have you smelt it? No. God, I 
wish. Smelt are small fish that live in the Great Lakes. <laughs> Is that why they say <laughs> whoever smelt it dealt it? Delta id? No. No? Delta it. No. There's well, also Delta, there's yeah, also Delta smelt. Tributary, yeah. There's Delta smelt too. Delta smelt. So yeah, whoever dealt it smelt it or smelt it dealt it. Yeah. That's right. Well the fuck the folks, the folks at Craft Brew, they've come up with a, a new conical fermenter called the Catalyst. It's compact. It's got a, a, a nice lightweight stand that will allow you to put this on your countertop, in your fermentation fridge, wherever you want. The plastic that it's made out of. I know a lot of you are like, oh, no, 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 no plastic for me. It's all scratchy. Nope, nope, nope. This is 90% more scratch resistant than other plastic conicals. 71% less oxygen permeable. So... I tell you, I think I think it would be fine to ferment in. I don't I don't see any issues with that. It's got a uh, large snap-on lid that allows you to get in there and do proper cleaning and inspection of the thing. It's got a giant three-inch butterfly valve on the bottom, so you can screw on any mason jar and do your your tube dump or do your uh, your uh, yeast uh, cropping for your next batch. Uh, really slick. They thought this thing out. Um, uh, lightweight, maneuverable, um, I, and I believe you can heat this thing up past boiling. And if you can, doesn't matter how scratched up it would be, you could sanitize this thing every time, pasteurize it, and ready to rock and roll. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, they even have uh, some uh, homebrew versions of things like the Stone Pale Ale, and you can check it out on the products of their their website to, to kits to do their in the conical whatever i'm losing my mind uh but you can learn more at craftabrew.com all right let's take a short break when we come back we will have more about uh, cans and canning right after this if you work in retail sales the restaurant industry or are a new craft beer enthusiast or you know someone who is you have got to check out beer 101 Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. 
Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through The Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right. Oh, you know, we were talking about the AHA during the break. Yeah. Pornographic Stephen and I. And that reminded me of uh, how great the Brew Guru app is. You know, you go to uh, uh, your all your common places for getting apps. Look for the Brew Guru, which is done by the Homebrewers Association. And uh, you can get that at the uh, the Google Play Store. You can get it on the uh, iPhone uh, App Store. And it's free. Even if you're not a member, it's free. Download it. Give it a, give it a quick, quick whirl. And you're going to see how uh, it'll quickly guide you to... Um, 
discounts for HA members at uh, homebrew shops and at brew pubs and restaurants and all that. Uh, very cool. Plus, they've got uh, information there. They've got some some curated articles that are uh, that they make available through the app. So if you're on the train or something, want to do some reading, you know, fire right up. Uh, and uh, it is a sweet, quick working app. I would say. How's that for great, great read? Yeah. Very fun database. <laughs> right. Yes. It uh it pulls its data from the, the from the Brewer Association database, so you know it's it's got all the uh the great breweries and stuff in there. And uh it works a treat. I was very impressed with how, how quick and snappy it was and not a bunch of bloatware. I liked it. It's been very handy on my travels. Yeah, there you go. And find out the uh, closest place to you, and the closest place to you that's going to give you a discount, so you pay for your AHA membership with just hitting those places and saving yourself a ton of money. It always paid for mine. I was thrilled, uh, the AHA membership. All right. Um, any last thoughts about cans you want to know, John? Anything else? What have I not uh, been talking well, let's about? let's see. We've talked about um, oxygen levels. We've mm-hmm. talked about... The cost of materials. We've talked mm-hmm. on the cost of the machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in terms of machines, uh, you're meant saying that basically you get what you pay for in terms of, you know, they're inexpensive, you know, uh, smaller mm-hmm. machine canning machines, mm-hmm. um, and then larger, more expensive systems with uh, right. better controls and so on. Kind of yeah. just same really as bottling lines. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, the trickiest thing on on cans for quality is um, getting the seams correct. So uh, we have all the latest technology. We've got a, a seam saw and cameras that'll measure, you know, the the folds in the seams. We check every seam. Um, like somebody with OCD, we check our seams like every fifty cans, which. Generally, you check them like every thousand cans or thousand cases or whatever. We check them every fifty cans because I'm not ever letting a bad seam out. That's quality control right there. So it takes more, more labor, but um, you know it, it really is uh, uh, important. So, um, but that's one of the things. You know, if you don't check them frequently, the the things can travel out of uh, out of spec, and you can be in trouble pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Do I mean do these um, parameters tend to tend to wander um, as you know day to day as during a run, or is that kind of an anomaly? Um, they will is wander. Yeah, they will I wander mean, on it, you if you if you don't have something like uh, uh, a good stable supply of air pressure because uh, you know a lot of these things are actuated by air. You may not get quite as good a seam. So you okay. be careful of things like that. Um, the lovely folks at Anheuser Busch have helped us uh, get our seams at the very beginning. Uh, from the very start, they they helped us get everything dialed in on our machine and um, uh, checked our cans on their on their seam equipment. And that's why we decided to buy our own uh, seam camera and seam saw. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they're wonderful folks and helped us uh, dial it in to. Uh, their specs which you know they get some some tight specs there yeah so you know brewers help brewers that's the way we all are 
doesn't matter mm-hmm. which brewery you work for. They're good people there. Yeah, anything else? No, I think that was a really good show. Well, yeah. Um, I think we have one more break. We totally ah. do. Right. And I wanted to tell you about uh, GrogTag. Oh. Uh, you know, homebrew is all about expression. You make the beer the way you, you want it, tastes the way you want it to. Why not make it look the way you want it to? And Grog Tag, you can make that, that dream a reality. You can have professionally looking labels for your for your beers that uh, I saw uh, JP peel off a, a label off of a growler. He goes, yeah, I've had it on there for like, you know, three years or whatever. And stuck it right back on. These are high quality labels. It's not like you peel it off and all the, the ink runs off on your hands. This thing was was amazingly durable. I was I was shocked. So it's like, uh, I don't know how many uses you could get out of it, but you could slap that back on another bottle or, you know, reuse that bottle. Uh, He had it on a growler, and uh, it's pretty cool. They have uh, custom bottle caps, metal signs, coasters, even tap handles, uh, just to make all your your brew stuff look sexy. You know, if you're going to make a friend of mine, we're talking about, uh, you know, how do you, I I was asking him how he chose a, a helmet for you know motorcycle riding and he's like well because if uh if your your brain is is worth like uh you know 10 bucks then you put on a like a 10 dollar bucket on your head he goes if it's worth more to you then you get a, the nicest helmet you can get and same thing you know if your beer is important to you you want to dress it up you know presentation is all about it you can hand somebody a a scabby-looking bottle with uh, bits of old label stuck on it, or you can hand somebody a bottle with a nice grog tag label on it. Which one are they going to be more impressed with? Which one are they going to give your your beer more chance of uh, tasting good? That's um, going to be the one with the grog tag on it. So go check it out. They have a, a special uh, deal going. If you go to grogtag.com and enter the code January 17, J-A-N 17, J-A-N 17, and take 10% off your next order at grogtag.com. So, check it out. Alright, short break, and we'll come back, we'll wrap up right after this. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications. With more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. to brew has never been so disgusting this is brew strong we had wild success here in the uh in the studio during the break (laughs) we were able to kill the giant fruit fly ah uh, so big you could hear his wings flapping yeah you thought it was like a like some sort of audio hum in the back you know that was the fruit fly yeah yeah killed him Killed him. Dead. Well, and on that, that happy note, up. <laughs> on that happy note, uh, have you heard about Adam and Eve? They are determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom. They are backing that promise up with uh, a great offer. If you go to adamandeve.com, you're going to get 50% off almost any one item when you enter the offer code Jamel at checkout. That's a good deal in and of itself, but... For a limited time only, you're going to also get a free Big O kit. And who doesn't love the Big O? Well, Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. So now you've got a new way to get him or her off. What girl or guy wouldn't love that? You'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So free shipping. You get half off the one item. You're not paying any more than half off the one item. Free shipping and the Big O kit. All for free. Just use the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L, at adamandeve.com. All right. We're all out of time, apparently. Time waits for no man. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, make sure you check out our fine sponsors. Uh, especially go to BlickmanEngineering.com and check them out. All the goodies they got there. Uh, and send an email to our friend uh, John Blickman at feedback at, brewing, at BlickmanEngineering.com. Uh, they're they're there to uh, service your every need, is what I've heard. Uh, speaking of servicing your need, send in your questions, your Q&A questions. You send them in to BrewStrong at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get those, and we will co- coalesce them into uh, shows where we answer your questions live on the air. And if you get show ideas, things like that, send those in, too, and we, we tend to uh, respond to those as well. Uh, check out in hearing from you. Absolutely. And check out the Brewing Network store, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. All sorts of goodies in there. they got hoods, hats, uh, uh, T-shirts, uh, growlers. Uh, guitars. Guitars. Uh, maracas, apparently. they got maracas. Nope. That's her double-fisted uh, maraca. No, that's how I dance. That's her maraca shaking. All right. Wow. Um, <laughs> there you go. Until then, everybody, brew strong. Brew strong. Brew strong.